Um, you separated before this happened, so this only occurs with Theodosius and Zanzer. Shall I go sit outside? No. Oh. I'd like it to. <laughs> Look out. Thanks, fucko. Lights <laughs> well, better in here, dicks. <laughs> wow. If I had a bucket of dicks, you'd be eating it right now. <laughs> Alright. The two of you are approaching the gates to the outer city. So this is uh, like right here, basically. Right mm-hmm. in this spot. And there appears to be quite a long line waiting to get back to the outer city. Now that the function is over and people are leaving Founders Day. Second day masses is over, everybody's trying to leave them alone. It's, it's the line <laughs> it's to get terrible. to the buses yeah. in Disney oh, World after the park's closed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is a gigantic line as people are sort of swarming and then getting bottlenecked up at the gates. And they appear to be getting bottlenecked in a very bad way, like far exceeding what you would expect, just letting revelers leave. And it, you presume it probably has something to do with the fact that, like, if people got murdered, so they're checking people for weapons and stuff like that to make sure that people don't show up bearing the description of some of these criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get there, you actually see that there is a blonde dwarf that you actually saw in the city center. Um, one of the people that actually you saved by telling him where to go to flee. And uh, he turns to you and he says, Hey! Ah... I guess, you know, them as has nothing to hide, it's nothing to fear, I suppose, but uh, maybe a word from the likes of you could speed things along and get some poor tired folks back home to their dinners. It's uh, been some hours now and the line's barely moved. They, uh, they call this the Basilisk Gate, he gestures up. And the gate is uh, this very large, ornate stone structure with a teeny tiny portcullis designed for like three people to walk side by side through it. <laughs> and there is actually a customs office built into the gate where there is an attendant who checks to see what you've got for contraband in your bags as you go through. And uh, Merak tells you that, um, he says, uh, they, uh, they call the attendant the basilisk, they do. Well, they call him that because he's men in the gate and all, but also because he's got that stare. Creeps you out, turns into stone. Not literal stone, mind you. He gestures up all, all the statues and everything. He goes, oh, his statue's been here for a while. I don't think it's his doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's not a great guy. <laughs> we don't like him. Bit of a wanker. Says, um... He's, uh... Something wrong with him. He doesn't look quite right. He's not healthy. He, he seeks to flaunt his power. Robs from the people going outside, you see. He, just, he knows that the people outside of the city, their claims won't get followed by anybody in the fist, so he uh, he stays here and collects taxes, I guess. Uh, Theo, you're from around here. Yeah. Any advice? Uh, do I know of this dude? History check with advantage. Ooh, that's spicy. That is a 17. Okay. Uh, you know that the Basilisk, as he's called, his actual name is Nant Fangol. Oh, jeez. He's got a card. Nant Fangol is, uh, his job is primarily just to uh, tax people as they come through the gates with whatever their goods are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's known to overstep his bounds frequently. Mm. Uh, and because he's basically picking only on people from the outer city, nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. How close are we to him? Um, if you push through the crowd, you would get to him pretty quick. But this is a line. Mm-hmm. And the expectation is if you're waiting in line, you're going to miss your meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I make my way up to him, not necessarily pushing, just sort of being like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm, I, I need to speak with you will have to shove your way through a little bit. I'll follow along. Yeah, I've got my uh, I've got my uh, quarter staff yeah. and I've got my uh, bandana, so I'm sort of tapping the ground closest to close to people's ankles to get them to sort of move aside. You do have to force your way a little bit. People mm-hmm. are not excited about making anyone get mm-hmm. through the line faster. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty pissed off right about now. And uh, there's a man in there. Uh, inside of the office, and you're not in the office yet, you're sort of looking through the open doorways. He's mm-hmm. counting through people's belongings, and they have, like, chests with everything they brought in to sell at the mm-hmm. wide, and he's pulling everything out of the chest and looking at everything. Mm-hmm. Get his big grubby mitts all over it. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely a dwarven man. He's balding on top. He's got a long ponytail tied behind his back uh, with a long braided beard, and he's got a couple of flaming fist attendants who are guarding him. 
And he's like, 31, 32, 35, 35 silver pieces. And the guy's like, but I only made 11 today. 35 silver pieces or the flaming fist arrests you for the night. And the man's like, goes and pulls in his coin purse. And he pulls out his silver pieces and the one gold piece he made that day. And he unclasps a necklace from his neck and he puts it down on the table. He says, is this good enough? And he looks at it with a little magnifying glass. Hmm, yes, this will be good enough. Very well, gods excuse him. And he takes the necklace and he puts it into a bag on his person and sweeps the coins into a bucket that he keeps behind the desk. Mr. Fangle. Yes, Wait. yes, who speaks? Theodosius Pertnax. You walk in and you get a good look at him and he does look gaunt. He looks like he's almost undead. Like he's got very sunken features and a long skeletal shape of his face. Even though he's a dwarf, you expect to be fairly broad-faced, but mm-hmm. he's actually, he looks sick. He doesn't mm-hmm. look well. Uh, do I know... Have I gone in and out of the city enough to know that this is not his normal cast? Um, he looks the way he always does. Okay. He always has flaming fist attendance. He is certainly overstepping his bounds a little bit right now. He's not always as blatant about breaking the law. Right now, he's mm-hmm. literally going through everyone's things and taxing them whatever he wants and putting some stuff in his purse. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I step into the doorway and pull myself up to my full height. Obviously, I'm no Dragomir, but getting the uh, the light coming in from behind me mm-hmm. sort of thing. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Thangle, don't you think these people have lost enough today? Uh, some of them have. Those ones are probably already interred. No, everyone must pay the cost. To whom, Mr. Thangle? To the city of Baldur's Gate. Operations are necessary. I see your Who are you to question my logic? Theodosius Pertinax, I've told you. Remember it. <laughs> he looks at one of the Flaming Fist guys. Did they tell me? They did. Oh. Okay, why should I care? You're putting an awful lot of the city's money into your pockets. My pockets belong to the city just as much as this bucket. Do they get back to the city? Of course they do. Where? Who do you think pays these men's wages? Well, you do, Mr. Thangle. Yes, that's right, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're overstepping your bounds, Thangle. And you know it. Frankly ridiculous. Guards, excuse this miscreant from my presence. And the guards can approach you like... I draw my holy symbol. Yes, yes, another beggar. Remove them. Um, one, not, not this douche, one mm-hmm. of the guards. One of the guard types I'd like to just sort of do one of these. Yep. And like... You kind of see all these people, like, standing in line. They've been waiting for hours. You know, they just witnessed, like, whole carnage. They're all pretty antsy. And I think if uh, if you don't start letting people through a little quicker, you're probably going to have a little riot on your hands. And I don't think his pockets are deep enough to pay you to deal with all of this. So you may want to convince your little buddies there to just sort of let them move along a little quicker, if you know what I mean. All right. I'm I talking to the guard, not yeah. to the yeah. man. Give me a persuasion check. And my charisma sucks balls. I don't know why I keep rolling these shitty charisma characters. Because <laughs> they're just so interesting to play in scenarios like this. <laughs> we all have got bang that's charisma. A, I had that's a words. five. <laughs> he, he takes note of what you're saying, but he doesn't agree. Hmm. Uh, I look back at Thangle and I say, what's your take for the day so far? Hardly any call for you to know that. I look at one of the guards. What's your pay? It's, um, well, I, I've been told to tell people that. You've been told not. So it's against regulation, you see, miss? Or mister? <laughs> Give her your Theo confidence. shrugs. <laughs> mister, mister. Mister, mister. <laughs> Do you imagine that you are getting properly compensated for all of this work? Right, well, they tell me that, yeah. They tell you that? Right. You're a smart person. Oh, that's right, I'm smart. Look at all of these people. Yep. Think of all the money Mr. Fangle has taken from them. Yeah, we got a got big company. What's the man? Is he paying you pennies? We're real strong. Is he paying you in gold pieces or copper? Well, I'm not making copper. Is he paying you in silver pieces? Right. How much gold do you think Mr. Thangle has earned? Well, I don't know. Seven? <laughs> oh, 
with this guy. <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> I'm going with this guy. There's not seven people in line. Right, but not all of them got gold, see? He's taking quite a bit from them. From oh, each person. Sure, but he's got a fun up with us. Do you think you're getting a raise for all these people going through? Or are you getting your daily pay? No, I'm, I'm just doing my job. You're just doing your job. You're not even getting a bonus for all this money he's taking, despite well, the number of people See, the thing through. is about bonuses, right? It, it's combat pay. So I'm not fighting these people, or I get a bonus. Right now, the people that were up over there, they got a bonus because they were fighting people. I didn't get stabbed, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's his bonus. He didn't get stabbed. <laughs> pretty good bonus. I got stabbed. It's all. I do think Mr. Thangold is uh, underpaying you. Well, see, it's not it's not him that, that's writing the, the script. How much I get paid? Right, he's just some guy. I just have to keep people from hitting him. You're gonna hit Mr. Thangold, are you? No. Well, I'm not. just pointing out that he's uh, making quite a profit. If he's taking all of this money and supposedly paying you, but not actually basing your pay on what he's made. I don't, I don't think he gets to choose that. But he gets to take the money? Right, that's his job. And he gets to put the money in his pockets. Well, he puts it in that book right over there. No, at least that beautiful necklace he put into his pocket. Right, well, it looks quite fetching. Does bring out the blue in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm, I'm talking to a brick wall, aren't I? Yeah, you're not getting anywhere with this man. Gosh, I really appreciate your perseverance, though. <laughs> You've learned that from work. <laughs> you are fine. This strategy you're currently employing, both of you are currently employing, is completely ineffective. Hmm. Let's just pay it, man, and get out of town. We got a meeting to go to. With what money? I, you know, I have some coin. I have jack and yeah. shit. You got paid a lot, didn't you? Yeah. yeah how'd that happen? Um. <laughs> I got paid in blood. <laughs> you got paid in negative dollars. <laughs> um, I will. I will take out two gold pieces, and I will tell uh, Nant that um, you kind of see this, and I'll point to my boots. Mm-hmm. This is your Grand Duke. We murdered his murderer. <laughs> The Flaming Fist guys are like, oh, it's the heroes of Boulder's Gate. We're leaving the city. And you can hear this, this like, constant cacophony that blends out through the crowd. The heroes of Boulder's Gate. Heroes of Boulder's Gate. Heroes of Boulder's Gate. They're taking the heroes of Boulder's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to go now. Let us through. Oh, well, we couldn't take the money of the heroes of Boulder's Gate. And then that thing goes like, we can absolutely take their money. And then the guard guys are like, no, no, a hero's a boulder's gate. You're free to pass. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. Well, um, no, every guy in line is going to try that same trick. Well, no, <laughs> I'm actually going to say. On this day, we are all the heroes <laughs> of boulder's gate. I'm going to say, um, here's two more gold with the next ten people through. And uh, Nant looks oh, at the gold generous. and he goes, very well. Here's my pass. And I suggest to keep the line moving. Let's just yeah, go. And I, 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 I tug you. I'm like, let's just go. We're meeting. He, he turns to the flaming fist guys next to you. Let the next ten through. And you shuffle your way through. You you can write good next to lawful. I'm, like I'm, I'm lawful impatient. <laughs> it's my line. Lawful, lawful impatient. Well, you know lawful. how the law works, and that's all money. <laughs> my alignment should be awful lawful. Awful. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in gaming suck. terms, this is a named chode. There's, there's standard chodes and then there's chodes with names. There's a named chode. He's got a real chode name, too. Alright, so I blew four on this uh, little fucking waste of time, breath, space. Uh, you approach little Callumshan at dusk. You see a bearded figure in a robe, a uh, very slender figure. Um, someone who looks like they could pretty easily get in and out of places they aren't supposed to go. Uh, who furtively waves to you. Uh, give me a DC 10 wisdom check. Is this the same guy, or is that what the check's about? That's part of what the check's about. Both of us? Just him, actually. Ooh, that's gonna be a fucking bag of shit. That's like a five. Alright, it looks so like they're just waving, come follow me. Um, and this person sort of descends into Little Kalamashan. Little Kalamashan is a miniature walled city. 
while I'm walking, I'm gonna like tie my coin purse in a much safer location. I don't trust these. Into yeah. your mouth. Nice. Oh my god. In your room holster. <laughs> right nice. in your keister. Put it in your prison wallet. <laughs> Not, I had one whole character who was based around his but prison wallet. I had come up with some other orifice related thing for this guy. Put it in your nose. Um, you may have noticed if you look at the map, a uh, little Kalimchen is actually a walled city. It's a teeny, teeny tiny walled city. Nice. Uh, it serves about six hundred people. Uh, you make your way into the walls of Little Kalimchen, uh, which are basically just being closed at dusk. So you basically sneak in like right under the wire. And as you get in, uh, the person you were following appears to have vanished into the Little Kalimchen streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a weaving network of hollowed out parts of the wall that you can walk through to get to other destinations, stacked tenements, uh, buildings with tight alleyways that actually eventually form a point and don't allow you to finish going through the alleyway, um, goat pens with high fences and things like that, so it's going to require a check to navigate the Kalimshan streets. Uh, Theodosius, you will have advantage on this check, and uh, you will not, and it's going to be a wisdom-based check. It does not use any of your skills. The streetwise does not exist canonically because fuck you, that's why. So it's a straight up wisdom? Straight up wisdom check, but you have oh. advantage. Wow, that's uh, a 20, 20 for a second, I saw um, that. It's a good thing you brought Theodosius because Theodosius has been a little Kalachan. He knows how to navigate this place. He's also wearing a blindfold and still outclassing him, so. It's like a very gauzy, like one of those ones. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't like... leave much to the imagination. <laughs> Sounds really hot. It's one of those things, like, from the outside, you would think that he can't see through it, but it's actually, he's got it, like, scrunched up on his nose a little bit. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm totally blind. Uh, after about ten minutes of making progress through the little Kalimchen streets, such as they are, mm-hmm. uh, you actually do encounter this bearded man again uh, in the sort of fenced-off backyard-type area to some sort of business district building. Mm-hmm. It's like a small goat pen. Basically, everybody here raises goats. Yeah. They eat their garbage. It's the most convenient thing in the world when you're in a tiny walled city. And so just put everybody has a goat pen, and you find yourselves uh, inside of the goat pen of this structure. Uh, the individual who's been beckoning you this time uh, opens up the rear door of the structure <laughs> and slides seamlessly into it, closes it up behind them, waiting for you to fall. It's strong. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> you don't have to join me if you don't feel comfortable, but... I live here. Okay. You seem you seem pensive about this whole uh, this whole uh, little adventure. I, I know if someone in a hooded cloak sidles up to you and says, "Come on, Callum it's probably not good. You can get in my van, little girl. And... Get in my little Callum Come, <laughs> come to beautiful scenic little Callum and get robbed. <laughs> Step into my Dodge Callum <laughs> don't, don't worry about the windows being painted. <laughs> They call me the Devil Lord Strahd. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> you uh, enter into the structure. You're entering the back door of a shop. Three flickering oil lamps hang on copper chains. The central fire pit embraces a heap of coals. Multicolored rugs and cushions blanket the floor, surrounding the fire. In the Kalashite style, uh, Kalimshin is... Uh, Basically Arabian style. Heavy drapes obscure the walls and the ceiling, creating the impression of being inside of a tent, though it is a physical structure, it's a real structure. A seamed face peers at you from behind the turban. The man is wrapped in an ornate brocaded robe and sits beside a low table alongside the fire pit. He motions for you to sit and begins pouring tea. When the door clicks shut behind you, your guide steps forward, pulls away a false beard, and throws back a deep hood, Revealing a woman's face. Oh. Into she, it. God, I wish I was there. Who she is. So she's wearing, she's bearded? She, she was. She's she wearing off a fake, fake beard. beard. Oh, well, now I'm less attracted. A cheap has a knife. Thank you for coming, she says, as she sits cross-legged on a pillow next to the old man. I wasn't sure you would, but... Oh, Usaid here had great hope that you would. Seems, uh, seems perhaps the perhaps the risk was worth it. She says, "Yes, there's always some risk in this town. The flaming flist, 
Fleming Fist like to extinguish the fires of those who would defend themselves from tyranny and oppression. They are fascists. We seek greater freedoms. And I, I had hoped that you would find our values yours as well. She says, uh, Musayim, keep the cups full. And the old man is sort of nods and uh, just sits there with the teapot like stock still waiting for you to finish your cups of tea. I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff my tea. Okay. I don't know if there's a check I can make to see if it's like anything in there I would not medicine. Would it be met because I got an Keep that roll, keep that roll, it was an eighteen. That's unfair. <laughs> I can't do that shit. Yeah. Uh medicine. Alright. I also have nature and survival. I will also make a medicine check. Uh medicine. Thirteen. Okay. Fifteen. Alright. Uh you don't detect any additives in the tea. It smells like fairly mundane. Green tea. Mm. I, I will. I will take a, a, a sip of it and put it down. I feel your tea is most excellent. She says, uh, "Thank you. It is important, of course, from Calabshan." She says, uh, "I haven't just brought you here to drink my tea and make small talk in my shop. However, uh, I am Real Cell Ral. I would seek to have you uh, assist us." Here in the outer city, uh, we protect ourselves. We are unable to gain the benefits of protection that the Flaming Fist or the Watch. Really, truthfully, in the event of a full-scale assault in the city of Baldur's Gate, they will, of course, raise the drawbridge, close the gates, and we'll be left to our own devices. They would see us be wiped out by an invading army, and that would be a positive for them. They won't allow noisy or odorous businesses inside the walls. All the tanneries, butcher shops, slaughterhouses. They are all ours to bear. Uh, truly, it is a, a wretched existence out here, but someone has to stand up for the small folk. Says <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the guild is really the only protectors of the outer city here, and they're not perfect. They make a lot of mistakes, but the reality is when you can't count on the authority figures, you need to make your own. It's unfortunate, but it's what we have to work with. Uh, we here, in, in this shop specifically, uh, she gestures to the sign, the sign that says Callum Shan Jewel Emporium. She says, we here uh, try to do our part. We overpay for the trinkets and trash that the outer city residents sell us and, uh, unabashedly rip off those who have the wealth to spare on our goods. We do what we can, essentially. But we are in need of more. We need help. People who are willing to stand up for tired folks. Theodore just nods. You may have noticed that uh, on your way here, tax and toll collectors take their fill. People of the outer city are not people in the eyes of the residents the lower and the upper. And our complaints mean nothing to them. Nobody will stand up on our behalf. The toll collectors take what they want and leave us to starve on the outer limits of the city. It's unfathomable that they profit in such a way. Is it a they or is it just that little blonde Well, there's multiple, there's multiple gates. Uh, there's the one right. leading just, out there. I'm kind of asking, is it, you know... Is it endemic, or is it just that one little, uh, you know, unpleasant, ghostly-looking cretin at the, uh, at whatever the name of that gate is? Yeah, the Basilisk Gate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, she says, oh, met Nat Fangle. Unfortunately. Yes, unfortunate <laughs> is right. No, he is endemic of a greater problem, but he is the greatest example of it. I would seek to rob him. Oh, uh, we're not we're not thieves. We're, we're many things, but we're not thieves. And I mean, if that's I mean, if that's why you really called us out if, here, if to we're perform. if we are robbing criminals and then redistributing the wealth. As you say that, she's like, exactly. Someone needs to stand up for the people. Their goods are being taken from them unlawfully. The law won't protect us. We could do a good thing for many people by redistributing what he has stolen. 
we're only here because we were in the right place at the right time when some idiot decided to murder the Grand Duke. I don't know what you're looking for. I don't know if we're quite the Robin type. It's not quite our idiom. Dear lady, as you may be able to see, this one is not exactly suited to stealth or subterfuge. She says, the reality is, I don't need someone capable in stealth or subterfuge. I need someone with a little bit of will and backbone, and someone who can uh, hold their own in the event the Fleming Fist decide to attack. This is not about trying to do a bad thing to a bad person. This is about doing a good thing for many people. Oh, this this whole good cop, bad cop thing is not going to work. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll get there. We'll meet in the middle. Let me, let me, let me ask you something. I'll only hit you a little bit. <laughs> for only ten hit points instead of full eleven. I'll only punch you for five... Points of damage every time. <laughs> the visual in my head is a train going off the tracks. <laughs> um, it's written that way, so come at me, bro. Mm. Who is trying to set you up? She says, excuse me? This little debacle in the, uh, the wild, what was it called again? The wild. The wild. Today's, uh, today's events in the wide, they were set up to totally incriminate you. And the only reason why I'm out here is because I know that you would not have been, you would not have been so foolish as to do what was pulled today. She says, correct, what occurred in town was not our doing. And we don't believe in that aggressive approach that the Upper City people Rob Nanthangle, certainly. He is a criminal of the worst type. He steals from those who have nothing to give. We don't want him killed. We want him taught a lesson. We want his wealth to go to people who can use it to better themselves. What occurred in town today was not us. The reality is, the sound reality, we don't need help being vilified by the peoples of the upper city. The rich have their opinions, and the rich never change their opinions for anyone. seems to me you have bigger fish to... It, it sort of seems to me. I'm an outsider to this whole area. I'm not from here. Um, you know, so forgive me if, my, if I have my take on the town's politics incorrect. I'm not sure toll, ridiculous toll keepers are, are, are the worst of your problems. Um, these people invaded the wide, dressed as you might have been dressed, nondescript, you know, no insignias. There's an underground type of movement. And they committed a raid and the Duke has been killed. To me, it makes absolutely no, no sense whatsoever for you to have done that. It would have drawn undue attention to yourselves. You know, it would have made you more outcasts. And, you know, it would have just worsened your situation. And you would have not been so foolish as to do that. But I am not a resident of this city. So let me just ask you again. Is a toll keeper the worst of your problems? She says, no. There are many problems throughout the city. And most of them stem from this endemic policy that those outside the walls are not people. But we only have the powers that we are blessed with on this day. And the powers that we are blessed with is the ability to take wealth from one who would steal from the people who have nothing. Now, could we gain more by marching to war against the Flaming Fist compound? Maybe, maybe not. I'm afraid of them marching to war against you. That is more what I fear at this point. Rarely do they leave the gates. You don't think that the murder of the Duke under such suspicious uh, hand, you know, under such <sighs> suspicious hands will make them want to do that? I'm sure they will want to do that, but if you are going to work for the Fist, would you be excited about the concept of leaving the protection of the city gates to march out into these tenements with these people? Yeah, oh, yeah, some of these people are not too bright. Super you know, good, at the gate that uh, I wouldn't necessarily want to be within five feet of the man when he swung his sword. They could raise the tenements to the ground if they chose. And who's to say what you take, what you would have us take from Nat Bingle 
the next time you go into or out of the outer city, he's just going to take it back. Well, truly, if the robbery were successful, he would find himself uh, stranded on the streets without his protection and without his belongings. If he were so bold as to try to do it again, I'm sure he would expect a greater penalty. Let me ask you something else. Who do you think might have been... Well, let me ask you something else. So, the other thing I noticed, again, is a pure outsider with no predilections to any faction or anything in this city. These nobles who share the stage with the Grand Duke, they're a weird lot. Cowards. Uh, cowards and... Yeah, we can start with cowards. We can start with cowards. They, their, their actions today... Well, let's just, let me just ask you this. What do you know of the, the key players? Do you have any... Have you learned any tidbits on, on any of these individuals? Anything that could be useful to us? So it depends on what you endeavor to do, but uh, this meeting begins and ends with my offer. I would like to get you involved. I believe your talents would be necessary for the betterment of the people outside of the walls, and I, I think that that's a calling that should speak to at least you, as someone who has lived here before, and perhaps to you as well as an outsider of the city. Certainly the lower and upper crust have no interest in inviting you into their inner ranks. Um, should you wish to work with us, I'd be willing to share whatever information I have, as well as uh, room and board, a safe house, uh, contacts. But if you don't intend to do what we ask, it's perhaps best for both of us if we part ways. Well, I, I will. I will acknowledge that I am more at comfort in your in your in your goat farms than I am in the houses of the rich. It's not helping the people of the outer city that puts this one off. It's the retribution this one knows is going to come afterwards. She says, um, the fear of reprisal is what they are counting on to keep us immobile and frozen. They want us to be obedient sheep to await the slaughter. I would like... Were you, were you gonna... No, Theodosius okay. is just having a moral crisis. Yeah. Your dad's just loving it. You have the Grinch smile going on. <laughs> uh, Brian, can you bury me? Yeah. I, I, I am... I'm... Let, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. Pizza grease. Yeah. I, I, am, <laughs> I am not outright refusing to help you. However, I'm also not outright agreeing to help you. <laughs> um, you have treated us with kindness and candor and I appreciate that um, I, I completely sympathize with your situation as I as I am saying amongst the clinking of glasses is uh, <laughs> it's like you refilling the tea yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly what's going is, on uh, is, is, it's good tea <laughs> Hey, man, the clock won't flush. <laughs> All right, read it in. This is some good RP. Is, is... Okay. Let me, be a little, let me be a little clearer. I apologize for being obtuse. These are not the types of things I normally dwell in. Thank you. My, my party, my companions and I, um, some of them would not be amenable to the type of task you're giving us to. And we would have strife within our own organization. And, the big and one. It, it would, it, the big one. The big one. I'm the big one. <laughs> I will help you with what with your other problem. And then we will see what happens with the problem with which you have asked us. I would like to 
again, I don't know all the facts and I can't make any promises, but I would like to clear your names of the crime that happened in the wide today. Um, that would be more what I think I could help you with. Rather than, and I and I empathize with you on your pesky little toll keeper problem. Sorry. And, and I will, I will, <coughs> we will keep it in mind. I'm just not sure we're in a position to help with it because of the big guy. One does not cross him and live. Might do something with those cats. Should I know? Uh, they're gonna jump on the table, probably. Can we at least? Can we at least have an amicable relationship? She says, I, "I do not wish to gain your enmity." She says, "You shall not have my enmity. Uh, you've not raised arms against us. You don't stand in defense of those who would commit treason against the city. Um, you you may not support us directly, and I understand your apprehension. I can't offer." All that I spoke of earlier, without your full commitment. But I do value your ongoing friendship and cooperation. Uh, I want you to understand and take away from this meeting that we don't seek to hurt people for hurt's sake. Sometimes the villainous stand between our current fraught and justice. Sometimes bad things need to happen. When do you plan on surprising Mr. Thingle? Are you on board? I want to know if we have time to speak with our companions. You'd be afforded the night at least It's getting, getting picked up on the mic. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm hogging. That's why I'm, that's why I'm being No. Crying. This um, is really good. I'm totally yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> obsessed with Theodosius. <laughs> I, I am leery of making promises that we can't keep. I, I respect you enough. I respect you and your people enough to not make a promise that we can't keep. But we will talk with our companions. This one would have us speak with our companions... So we don't risk breaking a promise that we made. She says, um, if indeed you decide you would wish to take me up on our offer, um, you can meet me at the dozing mug. (laughs) She says, um, bring no one other than your companions. This is a delicate matter, best handled with a small team. Great name for a tavern. What was that in the... The Dozing 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 Mug. Mug. (laughs) I used to go to a bar in London called Dirty Dicks. Nice. (laughs) Dirty Dicks Last Resort? Well, dirty. Yeah, I'm like Dick is in Richard. Oh, sure. The dozing monks on more like a hookah bar than it does a, <laughs> it does a tavern. All right. All right. Are you? Yeah. Are you okay with kind of what I did there? Or? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Theodos, like as Theodosia says, he doesn't want to say yes, we will help you, and then not be able to because of Dragomir, right. and then break that promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not. Paladins are a problem. They're just always a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Theodosius is uh, obviously not lawful. He is not the lawful good that Lucina was, but still has that very good compass. Mm. Uh, are we done? <laughs> yeah. Um, We're done here. So do I get the do I get the impression that she's the owner of this business or that the old man serving tea is the owner of this It's business? kind of ambiguous and you get the feeling that's on purpose. Okay. Mm. This would have been a place Rune would have loved. Um as I as I as I stand up, 
know, as, as we, you know, again, please, please let it, yeah. She pulls no animosity, up. please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she politely stands up and she, you know, she bows dutifully. Um, we say you'd stay seated. Oh, pours tea. Yeah. Um, I will actually told the old man, you know, um, sir, your tea is excellent. Um, do you have a, what, do you have a, what, what is the finest? May I, may I buy a tin of your finest? Uh, to take he, with me? He, mm, mm. Rosa says, we, we deal in jewels, not in tea. Uh, oh, this is their personal stock. Mm. I see. Well, it was very delicious. Uh, may I have a tin of jewels? <laughs> your finest jewels, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just a shot, though. I don't want to have <laughs> I gotta drive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Uh, so you had a meeting at the three old kegs, and you were led away. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're drunk. That did not go at all like I thought that encounter would go. Nope. That did not. That was we not. I know, it was fine. That was probably the most RPing I've done as a DM in a while. We got no shanks. Well, we got no shank. That's not where I was going We with left that. with our kidneys intact. I thought it had to do with, like... I like playing these characters. I thought that had to go do with well, uh, you know the good. whole murder of the duke and everything. <laughs> it's so and good, just, isn't it? We're talking as we're walking. I'm like, I thought they were gonna like you know we just we just killed the murder of the duke and I thought that's why they I didn't know they wanted us to like start roughing up. No, they know ordinary toll keepers. They know that we're uh, vaguely good aligned badasses. <laughs> All right, uh, I track things and. Help, help, the, help the ground here arrest them. That's what I do. For, for once, we don't have a road in the party. <laughs> the Manorborn is the district in which most of the upper crust have their homes, and the Temple District is where most of the devout have theirs. Um, the so Silver Shield. Up yeah. there. Okay. The Silver Shield Estate is the largest residential estate in the entire upper city. Uh, it straddles the line between the Manorborn District and the Temple's District. Uh, and that is because, as you were told, that the High Duke, uh, uh, Torlin Silvershield, is actually also the High Cleric of the Temple of God, which is the city's largest uh, deity sponsor. Uh, you are led to his home, where Ibrilem Skund uh, escorts you through the main courtyard, says hello to the guards, makes some pleasantries, uh, leads you up to the main entranceway. A door is opened by an elegantly dressed butler who escorts you in as well. Uh, you are bidden to drop any of your items by a collection at the door for politeness sake. And it is uh, designed for big heroes. So it's got like places to hang your sword, places to put your armor, like all that sort of stuff. But there's also like one of those bowls you put your keys in when you walk in through the front door. I just sort of like unclip my dagger and that's... Yeah. I'm like... School does the same. Let it be known I do not give them my arcane focus, which is just a sort of like very discreet. Oh, I meant to bring it with me. I have a crystal that I have that is exactly what <laughs> you I You were going to cosplay? Well, yeah, there's, um, have you ever heard of citrine crystals? Yeah. They're yeah. like quartz, but they have the sort of like darker, like golden yeah. tip. That's my arcane focus. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's on a, it's on my wrist on a chain, but it's on the inside, yeah. so it just sort of looks like a hempen bracelet. They, they assume you're wearing your jewelry. That's yeah. the big thing for them as well. So okay. Schoon drops his dagger off as well. Plus he uh, he unclasps like a large talisman off the back of his neck, hangs it down, takes his fez off. He's got like some small clip underneath. He pulls that into the bowl, puts the fez back on. He appears to have done this many times, and uh, kicks off his shoes. And you're bidden to walk through the home. Am I expected to also remove my shoes, oh, or yeah. is that I guess for housing? Law? No, you're supposed to. Do yeah. that. <laughs> Okay, so I, I, question, do, I've seen sort of conflicting images, do tieflings have cloven feet? No. Okay, great, I take my shoes off. Okay. You are led through the estate, the estate is absolutely gigantic. You are in the main manor house right now, but there is also like an offshooting home that he uses during different types of weather, there's a second offshooting home that he uses as his home office, there is a practitioner's lounge, which is an entire house where he bids people from the church to join him for church-related meetings. He's also got three separate guest houses and a servant's quarters that is its own house. I'm absolutely sort of, like, struck by the grandeur because I, I took the hermit background. I had spent most of my time outside of yes. um, out, outside of the city, like, trying to learn spells and deal with this memory issue I'm having. Um, so I am deeply, deeply uncomfortable with how large and maze-like this house is. Yeah, it's designed to be an affluent display of wealth. So the path that leads you from here to his study is one that takes you past his collection. 
So there's art on the walls and armor hanging up on dummies and great items of artifice and holy relics. And uh, his family are along the way and they're like doing things throughout the home, being attended by about three times as many servants as there are people. You and, said his family are on the way and I just pictured them like stuck on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> Let me down. <laughs> I have to poop. <laughs> Oh, oh, there it goes. Oh, my God. There's just a gilded bucket. <laughs> That's another great name for a the gilded, gilded bucket. Gilded bucket. Oh my God. That's in the upper city for sure. That's the dive bar in the upper city. That's where the double like teenage kids go and watch a it's like It's a dive bar, but it's a dive bar in an affluent place, so like the PBRs still cost seven dollars. <laughs> they only sell Pabst Gold Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the newest pinball machine in town. <laughs> but yes, uh, you were led oh through Lord. this affluent mansion uh, okay. to eventually find the study in which Duke Torlin uh, Silvershield conducts his business. Not that business. That's <laughs> what the Gilded Bucket is for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were led... VIP room at the Gilded Bucket. <laughs> into his office. He puts the P in VIP. <laughs> And he turns with a glass of brandy in his hands. Oh. oh my god, it's Doctor Strange. It is. That's exactly what I said when I saw that picture. What's this one's name? Do you have a card for him? Yes. Duke uh, oh. Torlin Silver Shield. Shield. Come over here. So he's the cleric of the... Um, he's Gond. the high cleric of the Church of Gond. And Gond is the deity God of... of... Artifice. Okay. okay. Making shit. Making yeah. shit. God of, I'm gonna write down God, God of, of making, making shit, shit. <laughs> in the gilded bucket. <laughs> we all have our talents. His are a little more visceral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a human noble wearing a wooden cog, the holy symbol of God, stands in greeting. His black hair is gray at the temples, and he keeps a well-trimmed salt and pepper beard. Welcome, he says. I am sure Imbrelim showed you a pleasant time thus far. Would you care for beverage? Um, yes, if you have some, I'd love some tea or coffee if you have it. Oh, oh of course. And this guy comes in from the side kitchen like with a little coffee carafe. Pours Thank it out. You. Thank you so much. This is the uh, finest coffee imported from Kalamshen. Please enjoy and, and take a seat. And he gestures to a large velvet couch. I walk over and I sit and do that thing where you like sit on a couch and then you sink into it just like a little bit because it's a little too plush. <laughs> Still deeply uncomfortable with this disgusting display of wealth. It's like sitting on grandma's couch and we sit on the very edge. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it's so sunken in that you like can't like there's the only support right on the edge. Plus it's covered in plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he then comes around his desk and he uh, he sits on a chair, which is on wheels, and he sort of reclines in it, does one of these and sort of sizes you up. Uh, Imbrelin goes to the liquor cabinet and pours himself a great big glass of brandy. We're talking about big glass of brandy. He's drinking like a Pilsner glass full of brandy. Good oh, for God. Him. Wow. Well, he's, he's done for the day. He already recruited you. He's... <laughs> Imbrelin's tapped out. So he also, at that point, like drops into an easy chair and like drops into an easy chair. Let's just describe his butt falls down about two <laughs> inches lower than his knees and he's just gone. He's just like. It's got a little twisty straw. <laughs> it's in a helmet. <laughs> oh my god. And he just sort of melts away, and he's no longer paying attention to the conversation. He's here to make sure you don't attack the Duke, so he's just, like, hanging out, being a drunk wizard. Um, and Silver Shield, after sizing up for an uncomfortable length of time, he doesn't say anything for the first, like, 15 seconds that you were on this couch. I'm, I make eye contact with him for as long as humanly possible. He does the same. Afterwards... And he wheels his chair uncomfortably close to you. Imperceptible shift backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he leans down with his elbow on his knee and does one of these and he says, I will be forward with you. Our city rots at its very core. Who would dare to strike at such a venerated hero as Abdel Adrian but those who swear to dark and evil forces? Many have come to our city seeking refuge, and we have graciously opened our doors. But they brought with them a rotten seed, unholy beliefs, and foul gods. I intend to sweep their filth from our city and restore Baldur's Gate to its proper face. The place of high esteem. The people of whom I speak are in league with the cabal of thieves and ruffians, known as the Guild. As if they deserve such a name. 
Their cancerous fingers reach from the gutters all the way to the most vaunted institutions. They manipulate our markets and shipping. They worship unsavory deities. And they have cronies in the courts and even in the flaming fist. To root them out, I must know who they are. I need someone who can trace the guild's network and identify its leaders. Will you aid me? You speak of corruption and pollution within the city, and I feel like you haven't looked at the corruption and pollution that have that exist outside the walls. Well, you seek not to help but to eliminate, no? Those who would commit murder in the streets should be eliminated. Their ferocity should be matched in kind. <laughs> I murdered someone today. That's <laughs> um, great. Says, uh, Ibrahim has told me that your work was exemplary. That you and the rest of your band were heroes through and through. That you could stand against the forces of corruption and darkness throughout Baldur's Gate. That you could solve this problem that we have. We have our hands tied here in the Upper City. Our jurisdiction goes so far. The Watch never leaves the Upper City walls. The Flaming Fist controls the outside. The Flaming Fist controls everything, or so they believe. They consistently come up short. They don't hold up their end of the bargain, and we are in need of someone who can rise above their station and handle this problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mad volunteers. <laughs> She's fucking ready to party. Um, he says, I know that your band can handle this. The question is whether you have the fortitude to stand against the darkness. Whether you have the force of will in your belly, the fire that causes us to rise to greatness. Do you have that? <coughs> The fire that burns within me may not necessarily be for exactly your needs, but I do have a ferocity and passion that lies within me that drives my own quest. And if I am to further my own quest, I will need allies and information. Says, come walk with me. And he walks to the opposite side of the study. Now the study is like 40 feet wide. So if he walks there and you don't follow, you can't hear him. I follow him. So he walks all the way to the opposite side of the study, and he procures a large bucket of ice, and he starts shoveling ice into a glass, and he starts pouring some amber-colored liquid into the glass, and he takes a long sip from it. He lights up a pipe. He says, Allies you shall have, but I believe the ones that you already find by your side are the ones best suited for the job. What I offer does not come without recompense. For your time... For your efforts, as long as you are in my employ, uh, you will receive a brute that signifies that you do belong in the upper city. You can pass through its gates freely at any hour. You will receive a daily stipend of no less than 10 gold pieces per member of your band. You'll be offered positions of power through a body of government. However, if you displease me, if you do not do what requires you, these can be taken away just as quickly as they can be given. What I offer is not a free ride, what I offer is a job. And I expect work to be performed. I'm no stranger to work. I... Can you mind, um... Freeing the little monsters? Freeing the beasts. Let's check in on them. <laughs> <laughs> I... I am no stranger to work. You... know not my past. I... I will do what needs to be done. I... Do you truly believe it's the guild? He says, indeed. Their killers stalk the streets every night. They have never been so bold as to strike in broad daylight in the upper city, but the Founder's Day brings out the best and worst in the populace. You mentioned, briefly upon entrance, a an infiltration of the fist by the guild. No. Indeed, uh, they find themselves in many positions of power uh, throughout the city, not just in the Flaming Fist, but in the Parliament of Peers, uh, in the shop owners throughout the city. And what leads do you have on this? Where do you expect us to start? He says, the leads I have I will share with you if you agree to be in my employ. They are of delicate nature, and if you will not perform the tasks, I will find someone else. 
Gold is hard to say no to in these times. Anytime. Pizza time. I'm a wizard. I need gold to I need gold to make spells happen. (laughs) I Well I hesitate to make any deals without my compatriots. (laughs) No! (laughs) Okay, Mr. Good Guy. For the listeners at home, that says let's rob this motherfucker. Let's keep them busy for a while. Would you... You drive an incredibly hard bargain, and I doubt that my compatriots would say no, but I hesitate to make a bargain on somebody else's behalf. I, myself, am more than interested. But if you're not interested in me without the others, then I have to confer. He says, uh, I'm unable to give you any of the things that I spoke of without your complete agreement. Consult other compatriots, but make it a quick meeting. When should, when do you expect me back? By morning. That I can do. Uh, does that conclude all of our meetings for the night? Are people going to rejoin each other? Yes, yes. at the brewery. Alright. I'm we, sorry we had to do that whole like all separate thing, but you guys want to split the party and the role playing is really fun for no, me. That's so fine. I, I no, that's fine. It was it was spot on. Primo, I'm uh, obsessed. Uh is is um little Flint. little Nat Dilcorn uh, still toll gating on our way back through. Uh yes, um, but he does not charge you on the way in, only the way out. But we're meeting up the, at the in the outer city. The outer city, yeah. yeah. Um I wrote down. Oh, the, we're meeting out the, here, we're not going back through the gate. Oh, okay. The yeah, hand the girl is in the sow's foot. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry, thank you for yeah. catching that. In my very brief role play with uh, with Marshall the Raven Guard, uh, he uh, he said he was going to get me outfitted. Yes. Do I receive anything that I need to write down on my character sheet? Or? What are you currently wearing for armor? Chainmail. Um, you can get a breastplate. It's our family. I think so. Mm-hmm. Let me double check that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's better, you can have it. You also get the tabard uh, of the flaming fist. The hanged, the hanged girl. girl. Wow. Somebody I'm in the outer city. This, this place I, needs better branding. I, I literally am the assistant manager at a brewery that maybe has two to three patrons per day. <laughs> but they stay there all day. Yeah. They've yeah, got like, a mug club. Old Jim, Jim John, and John Nerson. John Kim. <laughs> Jim Johnerson. <laughs> I envision the logo is like some it's sort of really grotesque okay. version of the Star Wars logo instead of the Starbucks, right Starbucks girl. It's like this funny thing. I was expecting full plate LL1. It is the silhouette of someone Which I'm sure will be helpful getting me into places. You also get a silver brooch, which will allow you to approach Marshall Raven Guard without having to wait for the guards to like set up the appointment and then wait two weeks. I, I highly suspect that my manager is running a front, but he pays me good money and I don't have it in me to question him. Yeah. All right. Outer city morality. <laughs> I I need gold for spells because I need to get out of the city and I will get gold. So I need, I to need get gold, gold for making adventure, much. please. I just want money. Money, 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 money. Yeah. I just want to help people. Team money. Team money. Four people. We're going to be buddies. <laughs> The church doesn't like that. I suppose. <laughs> so is that. I, I, we did meet some pretty goats. I I gently... I I, I say to the manager of the bar, Grambus. Grambus. <laughs> Grambus, I got it. I'll close up. And I usher our three patrons out. And ah, I, uh, okay. And I, you know, I pull down the curtains and stuff and I extinguish all of the lights in the front. And I light us a single, solitary, very nice, ominous looking candle on the table. Ooh. Does anybody need anything? <laughs> I have dark vision. Pull lights with you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the about, lights. I'm talking we're, about we're, we're doing deep role playing. Hit the lights. I'm talking about. There we yeah. go. One single, solitary candle. Yeah. Glad we don't we need Let me make it orange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we could put a candle in the middle of the table. That no, is not a star in a candle. <laughs> that's good. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes, this is clandestine meeting ambiance. Yeah, okay. Yes. Oh, this is great, guys. I'm super into this. <laughs> Theodosius is not afraid of Dragomir, but Theodosius is a little afraid of Dragomir. <laughs> All 
Uh, so, right, so, so you took the soldier background, and I took the soldier background. Nice. I didn't realize oh, that. So I'm really assuming, assuming, there's yeah. only two backgrounds in this party. It's soldier yeah. and her. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming oh, no, I served no, with each other. No, nope. it makes sense. And I was, I was, the, I was, I was a trapper, and you were the thumper. I was, well, I was a squire to a knight specifically. I, I don't so have vision. In I, 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 uh, the I was like a filthy things. scout type. Yeah, and, and I was like getting. Well, I was, I was shoveling horse shit really for most of my service. 